Hey, welcome to this week's episode of Breaking Out. I'm your host, Jared Lazar. Ever wondered what it takes to step outside of a traditional job or career and chase your dreams? This is the podcast for you. Each week, I interview inspiring guests who've done something unconventional and have created an interesting, novel, or unusual career for themselves. They say it takes seven episodes to get a podcast started, and most people give up before the seventh episode. This episode would be the eighth full episode, and I think it's a good point to take a minute and reflect on the journey so far. It's certainly been interesting for me. Uh, There's a lot of hard work and late nights and early mornings that's gone into it, but there's also been a lot of fun and a lot of learning and an experience gained. You know, this is the first time that I've made a podcast or anything like this really and I've definitely got a newfound appreciation for content creators and other people in this space. Respect them, look after them and enjoy their work. The energy and you know the perseverance that it takes is is really something else. Think of things like getting comfortable with your voice behind the mic, who you are and, and what you sound like. It's it's really a challenge and, and it's something that you know certainly taken me a while to, to get used to. So coming full circle, I think, to one of the biggest takeaways for me from, you know, our conversations with our guests across the the season so far is when you do something like this, starting a podcast, you really have to do it for the love of it. I reflect back to the very first episode that we had where, you know, the meaning of the show for me was finding a way of breaking out some of the walls that were boxing me in. And in the process, I think also learning a new discipline, learning some new skills, podcasting and so on. And truly, I'm extremely glad that I decided to do it. I've also got to give a special shout out to my wife, Kim. You know, basically, apart from work, my (laughs) entire life outside um, of work has been about podcasting. And it's not easy living with someone that wants to talk about podcasts 24-7. So I think she's had the patience of, of Job with me, certainly over the journey so far. We've had some really interesting guests on the show and it's been absolutely amazing for me at least to listen to their stories and I really do hope that you've had the same experience. We've learned a lot but for today's episode there are just three themes that I'd like to focus on. The first is that the struggle to break out is not unique. In the introductory episode I'd spoken about this recurring image, this metaphor of me on this path and walls on either side of this path boxing me in and the only way to move was to move forward through the door in front of me or to move backward through the door behind me but there was no deviation there was no moving off of this path because of those walls and i think those walls represent something right real or um, imagined or perceived right but i do think from listening to you know the stories of our guests so far each of us has those walls and I think those walls are real I think they are meaningful and I think they are important you know I think of someone like Dalen Oliver and his story he had said that there was no specific blueprint there was in fact no path uh, to a career in comedy and that uncertainty that anxiety about you know the lack of a path the lack of a a a trajectory is is clearly something that's real and that might stop someone from taking the chance on you know, a, a different path, a different career, a different um, perspective of how they want their lives to unfold. For someone like Sarah Collins, for example, 
her walls were about finding a place in a world that was corrupted and, and so in conflict with who she is and, and how she envisaged the world should be. And those are really challenging things to overcome, which thankfully she, she did over time. So breaking out of those walls and deviating from the path in front of you is clearly not an easy thing to do at all. And sometimes there really is unknown on the other side of those walls. Take Franz Grenier's journey, for example, with Data Profit. You know, they become a market leader in the field of AI and machine learning at a time where, number one, those were not skills that you could learn at a university, for example. And number two, they were trying to build a business in a space where there was no evidence, there was no previous market experience, at least in South Africa, to show that there was a viable business to be made out of this. I think of someone like Glenn as well. And, you know, what he had said was that when it's not easy like that, when you are faced with that uncertainty and, and those challenges, that's actually when you need to draw on something stronger. And for him, it was the love, the love and the passion for whatever it was that he was doing at that particular point in time, whether it was advertising, content creation, or in the in the gaming or the esports space. Again, another example was Bradley Joshua's story where, you know, he had completely agonized about this decision to go full-time into film and TV where, again, he had a family to support and there wasn't really a film and TV industry in South Africa to speak of at the time. There was no concept of having a stable career in film and TV. And those are all really difficult decisions to make. So clearly it does involve getting outside of your comfort zone. Breaking out of those walls is, is not going to be a comfortable, easy thing to do. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be filled with struggles and you know obstacles along the way. But I think you just have to start, right? And it doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely not advocating for quitting your job tomorrow and deciding to go and follow your passion. That's not at all what this is about. You know, look at someone again like Bradley Sturdy, where Gambit for a long time for him was a side project where he was having meetings in the evening three nights a week. Or Dalen, for example, where he was gigging in the evenings whilst he was a teacher. I think the lesson is you just have to start somewhere. The second theme is purpose. Something I've been thinking about quite a lot over the last year of the pandemic being in lockdown is this concept of finding purpose and fulfillment in your vocation, in your job. Every guest we've had on the show has in some way alluded to or spoken about purpose and on the one end it's probably a very privileged thing to say that you'd like to prioritize meaning and enjoyment in your job over security and you know the material benefits of it. I really don't want to downplay you know how difficult the last year and a half has been for, for you know all of us but so many people have lost their jobs and I do think it's a blessing to say that you know you should be grateful um, to say that you're earning a, a salary and, and have a stable job. So don't get me wrong on that. But is that enough? I don't think it's right to say that we should be satisfied with a life where we accept something less than what makes us happy and, and brings contentment. Speaking to all of these incredible people and hearing their stories, I've learned that ultimately we do owe it to ourselves to take a chance and to gamble and to back ourselves to achieve that. We just have to try it, right? So the call to action on this point is 
just figure out what it is that you love doing. Figure out what excites you, what brings you joy and life and, and happiness and do more of that. You know, for someone like Dale and Oliver, I think back to his story, it started with procrastinating before an exam that he wasn't looking forward to writing and jotting down some joke ideas, some gags on a piece of paper. For Yulin, it was about discovering that actually she had this love for, for fashion and for design and she started by working for free. As we know, that didn't last very long because clearly it was meant to be, but she needed to take a chance on herself. She needed to take that leap and make the step and back herself to do it. At some point in the last year, I, I came across a TED talk where the discussion was about this Japanese concept of ikigai. What I found fascinating was that on the Japanese island of Okinawa, which is really where ikigai um, finds its, its roots in, the people on that island live something like 10 years longer than the average life expectancy for, for other adults. And I found that incredibly fascinating. And the reason for that is apparently down to this concept of, of ikigai. Now, of course, you know, go and do your own research. I think there, there's far more literature out there and um, there will be better explanations for this concept. But basically what ikigai is, is it's this concept of finding your reason for being, your sense of purpose in life. And so that is why those people on Okinawa live longer, because they found their reason for being. They found the sense of fulfillment in daily life, and so that leads to happiness and, and a longer and more fruitful and enjoyable life. And again, just briefly, you know, what this concept of Ikigai evolves around are a number of pillars. And I'll just give a brief explanation. As I say, go and have a look and see what you can find online, because this is a really fascinating concept. But imagine four circles on a page where those four circles all overlap and intersect each other. One of the circles represents what you love. Another one of those circles represents what the world needs. And where what you love intersects with what the world needs is where you find your mission. Something that you need to be doing that you love, but that also makes the world better that improves things that is needed within the world. The third circle is what you can be paid for and where those items, what you can be paid for, overlap with what the world needs. That's where you find your vocation. It makes sense, right? The world needs lawyers, the world needs accountants. Those are skills that you can be paid for. The fourth circle is what you're good at and where what you're good at overlaps with what you can be paid for is where you find your profession. And the fourth overlap is where what you love overlaps with what you're good at, which is your, your passion. At the middle of all of those intersecting circles, and, and I'll post a link in the, in the description, um, in the show notes of this episode for you to have a look at this diagram, but essentially where your passion, your mission, your vocation, and your profession all intersect that is where you find your ikigai. Your ikigai is at the center of everything that you love doing, or what it is that you love doing, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and what you're good at. And so the question is, you know, now that we have a better understanding of what purpose is, how do you find your purpose? 
How do you find that space where what you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, what you're good at intersects? How do you find your ikigai? Do you know what your purpose is? Do you know what your reason for being is? I mean, I know I'm still trying to figure that out, and I'm sure many of you are too. So in one of our future episodes, we'll hear at least one answer, uh, one way of, of going about finding that, that purpose. So please do make sure you don't miss out in the coming weeks. More on that later. The third theme is creating meaningful connections with the right people. Something I struggle with on a daily basis is the concept of networking. As a lawyer and as a corporate professional, you're under this constant pressure to grow your network because that's effectively how you are going to grow and develop a business. I'm sure it's the same in in many other disciplines and, and industries. The reason I find this difficult is because my sort of natural tendency is to try and do everything on my own. To go it alone and make things happen for myself. If there's a problem, I'll fix it Well, learn how to fix it. And that is just how I'm wired for whatever reason. What I've realized though in the process of making this show is, number one, you'll have a far easier time of it by tapping into other people's expertise and their experience and their creativity. It hasn't been easy at all um, trying to conceptualize the show and I've had a lot of benefit in bouncing ideas of different people and you know, receiving feedback from listeners about how to improve the show has been fantastic. Working with other people in the space has been incredible you know, to see the experience that they can bring and the benefit that it can have. And the second thing is that I think you'll have a far more enjoyable and meaningful time doing that than if you didn't. But this concept of networking can seem a bit contrived. It's a bit like going to a conference and just collecting business cards for the sake of it. It doesn't really do anyone a favor, right? But I think really what we need to be doing is creating meaningful connections with people that matter to us. And this show, for me at least, has been a great medium for that. You know, it's been a a very fascinating thing to see that when an interview starts off with a guest, the guest tends to be a little bit nervous and unsure of things even if, to be honest, it's someone that I've known previously. And then this really, really beautiful thing happens where through the course of the interview, by the end of it, the guest is completely comfortable opening up. And that's really when the conversation starts and when the connection is made. And I think the big takeaway, you know, from that, for me at least, is that we need to start creating this space to have meaningful conversations and make meaningful connections. Listening to our guest stories, you can see the benefit in, in doing so. For Glenn, it was meeting his, uh, his partner and, and the founder of Nibble, you know, finding that organic common ground. For someone like Imran Samuels, again, meeting his co-founder, Josh Putkita, you know, where they had the shared vision of, of creating change through permaculture was a pivotal moment in, in his journey. So we can summarize the three themes that we focused on on this episode into three challenges that I'd like you to try out for the remainder of the season. Number one, start that side hustle that you've been putting off forever. Sure, it might be difficult, it might be challenging, and it might mean that you're busier for a while, but I promise it will be worth it. Even if it fails or if it doesn't go anywhere, you'll still be richer for having tried, and no one's going to take that experience away from you or the skills that you've learned. Number two, Explore the things that you love. 
Explore the things that bring you joy and energy and that excite you. Again, to be clear, I'm not advocating for quitting your job to become a professional gamer, you know, if that's what you love doing, but don't be afraid to branch out and be inquisitive. If you're artistic or creative and you're not using those skills in your day job, find a way to exercise that part of your being elsewhere, you know, whether it's getting involved in another department or project at work, whether it's joining a club or taking a course, joining another organization, you know, learning a new musical instrument, for example. Just challenge yourself to take your passion to the next level. Number three, create at least one new meaningful connection. This, I think, will be the most difficult of the three challenges. Given lockdown and the pandemic, it's very difficult to meet new people. I get it. But where possible, I think it's still worthwhile to try. It doesn't even have to be a new person that you don't know. It could be someone you have an existing relationship with that you just look to get to know better and in a more meaningful and deep way. Some of the questions that you could try in the next conversation you have are, what new projects are you working on? Have you read anything interesting lately? What's challenging you right now? How are you overcoming those challenges? Tell me about what's got you excited at the moment. I think those questions are far more exciting and will lead to a much more fulfilling conversation than, hmm, so everything alright on your side? Those are our three challenges. There's no pressure. Put them on, try them out, see what sticks, see what feels comfortable, see what feels uncomfortable. The point is to try and just see what happens. As for this podcast, the journey is far from over. Got some really exciting guests lined up for the coming weeks and I'm quite interested to see where things go. I'd like to say a special thanks as well to everybody that's listened to the show, those that have shared the podcast, those that have subscribed, left reviews and supported the show in any other way. Without your support, I'd just be a voice talking into the void and it would all be for nothing. As always, please keep sharing the show on social media and follow our Instagram page at The Breaking Out Podcast for extra content and to keep up with the latest news for the show. Please do also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Your support means the world and it also helps grow the podcast and helps me attract more guests. This has been The Breaking Out Podcast and I've been your host, Jared Lazar. Until next time.